Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. It's March 6, 2023. We're in episode 114. March Madness. We're six days away from a bracket being out, um, and probably six days away from us just going crazy on a podcast doing all these brackets. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, it's a great time to be alive. It's getting a little warmer outside. Um, spring's coming soon, hopefully golf soon, um, and college basketball is the best time of year for that, um, so we cannot complain a bit. Uh, we're going to go to the podium as always. I'll go first. Um, I think I might have talked about this. It was probably a long time ago. I want to reiterate it because it's been on my mind the last couple days because some BS. Um, teams not being eligible for the NCAA tournament because they move up divisions. This is a joke. The NCAA is a complete joke. We've established that. I, we've said that a lot in this podcast. But this is the biggest crock I've ever heard. Teams get punished for moving from Division 2 or 3 to Division 1. St. Thomas um, in Minnesota is an example. They're in the um, Summit League uh, semifinals. If they make it to the championship, it doesn't matter. They can't get in, even though they moved from Division Three to Division One. Got kicked out of Division Three because they were too good. Um, that's ridiculous that they should that they can't make the tournament. And then Merrimack's playing Fairleigh Dickinson for the tournament. Fairleigh Dickinson's already in because Merrimack is still in the mat- in the midst of a transition from Division Two to Division One. Enough with this. Uh, there's other teams like that too. Stonehill they were ineligible for their conference tournament. Queens University. Bellarmine did happen last year with them. Um, it's just stupid. Like, wh- why punish people for moving up a division? I get it. They were moving from one to two or one to three, like Hartford. They shouldn't be eligible for the Division Three tournament because they have Division One guys on their team. But still, this is garbage. The NCAA needs to fix this, but they won't because they have many, many other problems to deal with. It's just, it makes no sense why that's a thing. I, I have no words for it. They don't know how to fix the simplest stuff. I got another fix for them while they're at it. All right, as we've got you know multiple conference championship games or conference tournaments going on for the you know the mid majors or so called small leagues, the one bid leagues. No doubt, fun to watch. Love the excitement, the buzzer beaters, the upsets. We all love upsets. But here's the thing: how many? like losing record seven seeds or six seeds do we need from one one bid leagues getting to the big dance you know there are people that are clamoring for 96 teams in the big dance that's not what the big dance needs what the big dance needs is to adopt what the ivy league does now the ivy league was the last holdout to not have a conference tournament and they solved that because they wanted to have you know the regular season means something. They solved that simply. Half of the teams, I think they have eight teams in the Ivy League. Yes. 
half of the teams make the conference tournament. And I'm not suggesting half is the right number. You, you'd have to figure it out by number. For instance, I think even in the Big Ten, 10 out of 14 is fine. Um, I think in most leagues, you know, in that kind of 66 to 75% of your league, qualifying for the tournament is more than enough. Hey, if you wanted to do half plus one, you know, so you can get to even numbers, I like go for it. I, I think that's the best way to do it because here's why. It gives more credence to the regular season. I'm great. It's great how it is now. I'm all for that. You know, eleven and twenty team that catches fire as a seven seed and wins four games in four days to get to the big dance. It's exciting to watch. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But if you want more sixteens to beat ones, if you want more fifteens to beat twos, Michigan State does because we don't want to be in that small, you know, group of teams that have lost to a fifteen seed. Those are the one bid guys that are the champions. You know, I get okay, so make it that a four seed then in these small leagues can win it. Play one v four, two v three, or do like the MIAA does in Division three with Hope College. They went from four to six a couple years ago out of the um, eight teams in the conference. So six out of eight, fine. Two plays are one and two get a buy. Three plays six, four plays five, and then you play it out from there. I I think that would be a great way to do it. It puts incentive to perform in the regular season front and center. And I'm sorry, but if you don't perform in the regular season, you don't get a shot to win four games in four days. There needs to be a reward. There needs to be a punishment. If you suck, you suck, you're out. If you're decent, you squeeze in. It gives you something to fight for. It makes every single game in the regular season count. Um, I just, I feel very, very strongly, probably more than ever as I watch more and more of these, you know, great teams that haven't been in the tournament in a long time and they're kind of middling to low seeds in their conference. No, give me the best four teams or the best six teams from these conferences instead. If you want to say that the, that the power five, power six, whatever you want to call it now for basketball gets everybody in fine, whatever, but Really, are you going to tell me Big Ten if Minnesota rattles off four and four? I think actually they'd have to win five and five. If, you know, are yeah. you going to tell me that Minnesota winning five games in five days deserves the reward of the NCAA tournament? It doesn't. I'm sorry. If you didn't have a winning record, you couldn't get into the top eight, top ten of the Big Ten. You just don't deserve to be in. And imagine what that would have done yesterday in the Big Ten, where Northwestern was facing a two if they won and a nine if they lost. Like. That could have been the difference between being in the Big Ten tournament or not being in the Big Ten tournament, let's say, if the Big Ten took 8 out of 14. So let's add this to the laundry list of things that the NCAA or the conferences themselves need to figure out. F the NCAA, they're never going to figure it out because they're a bunch of dumbasses. They can't even get coaches that cheat off the sideline. They let them go and go and go because they don't know how to do anything right. But in our pipe dream world of Ryan being completely right, that teams going up divisions should not be penalized. You should penalize teams that suck in their conference and they don't get in the conference tournaments. Period. Yeah, completely agree. Um, that's uh, two good podiums right there, um, both March Madness, college basketball-centric. We'll stick with basketball for the tee-up of the week. This is a, a pretty easy one, um, in my opinion. It's John Moran. Um, if you haven't heard the news... 
this stuff's been going on for probably a couple months now. I think a couple months back, his entourage, whatever you want to call it, were they're being threatening toward the Pacers. Kind of got in a, a fight with um, some other fans. I think Shin and Sharp was involved. There's a lot of bickering back and forth, acting like they're gangbangers. And then it comes out late last week um, that Ja had apparently threatened some like 13-year-old kid at a pickup basketball game, flashed him a pistol um, at the at the game, and then apparently he threatened some mall security guard with a gun. And then on Saturday, there's a video of him at a Denver nightclub, um, and he's got a gun on his Instagram story. Stop trying to be hard, Ja, and be a basketball player and, uh, and a world-class individual that kids look up to and a role model. Boy, that's too hard for these guys to do. They do this crap. They beat women. They abuse their children. Um, these people think they're untouchable. You're not. I hope he gets. He's suspended himself and definitely the, the Memphis Grizzlies had suspended him for a few games. He's out for the near future. Might cost him a shout out to the NCAA or the NCAA, the NBA title. I hope he doesn't get back in the league. I hope he goes to jail. Idiot. His, it's, this is, has to do with parenting. His, his dad's a they're gangbanger wannabes. Um, it's disgusting. Um, I hate it because he's a heck of a player. Um, he's young, talented kid, um, just wrong people, similar to you know Deontay Davis from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with bad people and Surround bad things happen. And, you, you take on the character of your five closest friends. Yeah, it's, it's not so good. So find some new friends, dude. He won't. Yeah, he's going to keep running. It's like this. Miles Bridges. Find guys that don't advocate that you beat your wife or your girlfriend or your baby mama. This whole entourage ridiculous. crap. But in other news, um, I just saw this on Twitter. I thought I had to bring it up. And an and, and opposite of a tee up, uh, a thumbs up. Um, KJ Osborne, receiver for uh, the Vikings, he helped pull a man from a uh, burning car um, yesterday night and saved his life um, in Texas. So. Good there, are some good, there are some, there's some good there's people some good that ones. play professional sports. That's good. Um, all right. We'll get to around the world now. Uh, the, the meat and potatoes here. Um, we'll start with college basketball. Wild week um, since we last spoke. Um, Big 12 ranked teams drop like flies on Saturday and yikes. Sunday. Yeah, not good. Um I'm tired of hearing the Big 12 is the best conference. Yes, they're good, but don't discount the Big 10. And the Big 10 is the most consistent, I would say. Mm-hmm. Consistently average. Um, but what do we want to talk about first here? Uh, let's go around the, the Big 10. I had a couple of comments, and we can go from bottom to top, too, and talk a little bit. But, you know, first, uh, we can talk more a little bit more about Michigan State in depth in a minute. But I just did my first note was what a first half dud at Nebraska to follow the Iowa debacle and then an incredible second half for Michigan State. Yeah. Um, some of my other stream of consciousness notes from this week. Illinois is so freaking poorly coached. They left their big on the bench for most of the second half against Michigan and overtime and let the dick own the post, yet they did come away with a win. So thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of whom, name me a player other than the dick who is allowed to taunt like he does and get away with it. I'm embarrassed for the Big Ten. I'm embarrassed for Michigan. And yet Juwan Howard has the audacity in his post-game press conference to cry about how much fans pick on his players. Um, open your eyes, Juwan. Look at the antics of your 
big guy. He's an ass bag. Um, how about this for a fun stat? Illinois is 55th, or they were the other day, so this could shave a little bit. 55th in three-point attempts and 330th in makes. Yeah, they um, maybe shoot don't shoot a so many. Lot. Meyer is a chuck. Here's my fav- two of my favorite last things for the week, just stream of conscious. Um, first time in the top two finishing in the Big Ten for Northwestern since 1959. It would have helped Michigan State a little bit to get another better seat if they had lost last night, but I'm glad that they beat Rutgers because it was just desserts for Rutgers who refused to help out Rutgers Michigan State and, and get Michigan State a probable win over Minnesota that would have given Michigan State the number two seed in the tournament, by the way. Um, just desserts losing at Minnesota at the buzzer and then getting ass-whipped at home by Northwestern with a smoky speaker and all. Yeah, big time. Northwestern's um, obviously firmly in the field. Rutgers... They got work to do. That Michigan Rutgers game on Thursday afternoons, uh, that's an elimination game for March Madness. If Rutgers wins, I think they're firmly in. If they lose, they're going to be sweating. Michigan will probably have some work to do. Um, probably has to win two or three to even have a chance. Um, but dang, man. Uh, just lose to Minnesota at the buzzer, who's been down bad all season long. Um, and then just to. Have, wouldn't help Michigan State out, so you lose. Good. Screw you guys. They're just horrible. I mean, can we talk about how bad they are on offense? I mean, they oh my in the last like three games they've scored like a hundred combined points. I swear, they don't they don't score. Like they they can say they miss Mag all they want. He's not. He's a not scorer. a scorer. He's a defense. He averages like three points a game. He's a defensive guy. So. Cam Spencer kind of went missing. He was really good for a while. He's been not great. They're just they're a horrible offensive team, and it's disgusting to watch. Really, I, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, let's look at a quick look at the Big Ten final standings. Um, Minnesota finished solo last, two and seventeen in the conference, eight and twenty-one overall. They played a fair amount of competitive games. Um, almost beat Wisconsin last night after they beat Rutgers. You know, and kudos to them for being willing to play four games last week and play Michigan State, even though that never happened. But, you know, Minnesota is one of those teams that's probably a piece or two away from being decent. I think Ben Johnson's a good coach. I hope they give him time. I mean, he's got some guys and some guys that could come back that we're starting to kind of get together a little bit. They just can't quite get over the hump. Uh, then you had Ohio State. Disappointing season for the Buckeyes. Um, they five flashes. And they played, you know, they played really well down the stretch and then gave Michigan State all we could handle on on Saturday, um, on Senior Day, which Michigan State plays well, a lot on Senior Day. Fortunately, I don't think uh, Coach got all of his panties in a wad about our Senior Day tra- tradition this time around like he did back in 2020. Um, Nebraska, kudos to them. Big win at Iowa. Uh, first time they've swept Iowa since they've been in the Big Ten. Um, first win at Iowa since, like, the 2012 season. Um you know they played Michigan State tough for a half. They, you know, they've really played well down the stretch. You know they've guaranteed themselves at least a 500 season, which would have not Pretty good been, for them. Not yeah. have been. Hopefully they make the end. I mean, hope they can make a run. They're one of the hotter teams in America. You know, right now, and, and tied with Wisconsin, who went nine eleven and has some work to do. Like I think Wisconsin, even though they have some good quad one wins, they've, they've got they've got some work to do. They got to win a couple games um, in the Big Ten tournament. They'll get a chance, starting with playing Minnesota. Right or no? Do they play? No, they play Ohio State. State. Um, so Iowa. that could actually help them because Ohio State's got a decent net um, for having a losing record. Yeah, and then Iowa, and then they could potentially play Michigan State. So um, 
Rutgers, we talked about ten and ten. They're dud. They're falling flat. I think they're probably nit bound. Penn State, how about that? You know, victory at the buzzer, yeah. huge to worst, get the ten and ten in the big worst ten. Worst offensive rebounding team in the country, and they win on, win on the offensive rebound. That's yeah. pretty cool. Then you had four teams finish eleven and nine: um, Michigan, Iowa, Maryland, and Illinois. Um, you know, I think out of that, Illinois has got the talent to make a run in Chicago. I think Maryland has the talent. Iowa clearly they won it last year. You know, as much as I hate Michigan, Michigan's got some talent. They blew it at Indiana, but what's the they blew it at Illinois too. They blow all the close games. And I it, this is maybe for another around the world spot, but I'm telling you, if Michigan goes one and one in Chicago and finds a way into the tournament, it's, it's rigged. rigged. It's rigged because <laughs> they've beaten nobody. They lost to Central Michigan. They lost to North Carolina, who in some cases they're ahead of in you know, projections. They lost to Arizona State, who in some cases they're ahead of in projections. I will I will call fraud if they get in unless they win the Big Ten tournament or get to the even maybe the semis would give yeah. them a couple good wins. Maryland I think is a sneaky dangerous team. Um, you know, but it they went depends. only two this week though. Yeah, they struggled at Ohio State, you know fraudulent. They here. were up sixteen against Penn State and then lost. I think Michigan State uh, Michigan State played the toughest Comp, uh, schedule and the least home games in the Big Ten, um, and is really clicking well on offense right now. Their defense, um, coaches I would agree, is pretty crappy right now. But you know, you can offense travels. You can win with offense, but come this time of the year, it's defense first. You need a, you need both, but you got to be able to get stops. And, and Michigan State struggles with that lately. Northwestern, speaking of getting stops, they are a good defensive team. They just have some it factor about them. I mean, a second best regular season record ever at twenty one and ten. Um, you know they they've got, you know they could make some noise. I you know it's not you don't look at them on paper and have any fear of them. But man, they played together yesterday. Big old old boy, big boy. Uh, what's his name? Had like blocked Amare at the rim Nicholson. a couple times, which is crazy because Amare is like a freak of an athlete. Um, Indiana, good finish for them. Um, they kind of stumbled a little bit after the Purdue game, but then they rebounded yesterday, came back from a deficit after they had a big lead early um, to win on senior day at home. Um, and then Purdue, of course, 15-5, and five, they ran away with the Big Ten. Um, They're not playing that well right not now. Not playing that well. Edie, people have kind of figured it out a little bit, you know, Gets to be this time of the season, you get a little bit of a pucker factor with the freshmen. I know freshmen aren't really freshmen at this time of the year, but still in their new and uncharted territory, eh, I don't know. If I'm a Purdue fan, I'm not feeling all that great right now about my chances. Uh, early in the season, I would have thought, yeah, they're they're a lock number one seed, and they've got a really good chance to make a run at the Final Four. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, back to Michigan State. You know, Michigan State goes like, AJ goes. AJ played a dog water first half against Nebraska, and he's been money since. Twenty-one then. assists to two turnovers in the last. Yeah, two fourteen games. assists against Nebraska, seven assists the other day, um, and he scored twenty-three points. He's not forcing a shot, so he's not biffing as many at the rim. He's taking, you know, not early in the offense, but good threes when he gets them. And then Joey's been playing well, and Tyson's been playing Tyson's lights out. Tyson's shooting the lights uh, out. Malik has made a difference, certainly, as he's healthier. Akins has been playing really well offensively. Um, you know, things are looking pretty good for Michigan State there. They're still a little bit suspect, at, you know, with their post defense. But um, I think things wrapped up in the season well for them. You know, all told, you know, I'll take it 11-8. and eight. 
probably should have been easily 13-7 and seven if you get the Minnesota game in there and not blow the Iowa game um, and been right up there. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that they'd be 13-7, and seven, I would have said, hey, I'm pretty dang happy with that. Yeah, I'll take it. I a lot mean, of I'll take a double buy. You need everything mm-hmm. to go their way, and it did. They deserved that. Yeah, I mean, literally every <coughs> single thing that needed to line up minus Northwestern never happened. happened. Yeah, never happened. it was crazy. I want to talk really quick. Um, we talk a lot about Michigan State in this podcast. I want to talk about Michigan. I hate Dickinson. He's he's a horrible person. Dude can play basketball. There's no if he didn't have his antics, he's, he'd be a really good player. He's good finisher. Can shoot a little bit. He's pretty big. Um, the way he acts is, I mean, we covered that too many times to count. That he's just a piece of work um, to say the least. The one that I, I I hate Michigan, but I do respect the heck out of Kobe Bufkin, uh, Grand Rapids kid. That kid's a pro. He can play. He can shoot. He's really. why Michigan has a chance. Yeah. And I'm going to really tell you this right now. They went away from him at the end of the game. That's why they lost. Because Juwan's got to get his son all the shots and, and have the ball in his hands because he's got to get him to the NBA so he can follow with him and ride his coattails. Yeah. Because guess what? Juwan is 1-12 in, in one-score games as Michigan's head coach. He's not a good coach, guys. They were a, they not. were a borderline 8-9 to nine team seed COVID year um, when the tournament was canceled, they were a one seed, went tw- whatever. They skipped three games against good teams. Um, ended up not even making the Final Four when they had the clearest path. They had to play an 11 seed at UCLA to get to the Final Four and lost. Um, and then last year, they, yeah, they made the Sweet, Sweet 16 cool. You got hot at the right time, you got favorable matchups. You played the worst sixth seed of all time. You played Tennessee, who is coached by Rick Barnes, a.k.a the choke artist of March, mm-hmm. um, and this year, average again. This dude's got two first-round picks and a guy that's been an All-American in college basketball, and you're almost, you're probably going to go to the NIT most likely. Yeah. It's, what, when are people going to start criticizing him? Michigan fans, you better coach. have, he's not a good coach. You better have John Beeline on speed dial, he's because that's when you were your best, is when you had a mastermind for a coach. Can't coach. Jawan may be your favorite son from a, from a forgotten cheating era, but I'm telling you, he can't coach. He might even be able to recruit, but I don't know he so much recruit. about that. Their recruiting class sucks. I mean, yeah. You get the portal, though, you know. It's, it is what it is, it's right? It is what it is, and you need to accept it. They need to ride Buffkin this week. I think if they're going to make any sort of noise, but I hope they don't. Um, they're too stupid to do that, honestly. Um, Let's talk. Um, let's do our wrap up. Our Big Ten starting five um, got done with that with the regular season. It'd be uneven um, if we played or if we did the um, conference tournament because some guys might play more than other others. Um, in the end, because Walker missed one game because of the tragic events in East Lansing, I had played ninety six. You had played ninety five, but I won by I won at twenty eight hundred and thirty points, and you had twenty five seventy two. Um, it's two years in a row for me winning. Let's see how that compares to last year. I had twenty eight oh six last year, twenty eight thirty this year. You had twenty five seventy two, and you had twenty seven fifteen. It was closer. Closer last year, yeah. Closer, but neither of us had guys last year that missed games, and this year we both had guys miss games. I had Murray miss a game, Wall miss three, and then you had Shannon miss two, Tyson and miss the one. So um, crazy, Zach Eady. And Trey, Trace had the most points, 436 in conference play. He did 427. That's pretty remarkable. 
the bottom was wall for me at 167. He was not good. Rebounding-wise, he had 250, Trace 247. That's pretty unbelievable. Assist-wise, Jalen Pickett, 131 assists in 20 games. That's pretty pretty remarkable. Uh, Closest to that was 93, and that was Trace Jackson Davis. Um, Blocks-wise, Trace 57 of them. Um, he had 48. Trace also had 17 steals. Um, pretty remarkable. Terrence Shane had 21 steals. Tyson Walker led all of the 10 here with 23, so over a steal a game, pretty good. Um, and people don't mention him as a good as good of a defender sometimes as he gets. He should be getting credit for. Right. Um, wild, but uh, yeah, college basketball wise, um, wrapping up um, some of these. Mid-major conference tournaments, um, some are already done. Some tickets have been punched. Southeast Missouri, first time since 2000. Cool, good for them, only their second tournament appearance. Kennesaw State's going for the first time in their program's history. Um, they were they won one game in 2019-2020, and they just made the tournament. That's pretty remarkable. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, number one seed, Hofstra. Hofstra's about the to go down there just clubbed a guy in the face. And oh, and, and more news. Um, Mark Adams, coach of Texas Tech, was suspended indefinitely for racial comments. And I, I heard what it was. He was reading a Bible verse that said something about slaves in it. And that's why. You know, and, and it, I didn't know that. And it's interesting because, you know, I flip around. We well, said to an African American. When I flip around a little bit, and, you know, the, everybody, and I get emails from this site and this site and that site, like, oh, you should be gone. No questions asked. Hold on, woke. Like, let's get some context here before jumping gun. Nobody ever actually gets to the bottom of it. If it was really a Bible verse in the context, it's like, kind of like the Jody May situation at Albion. Like, I'm so tired yeah, of let's cancel for something taken out of context or whatever. So I don't know the whole story. I'm not going to defend the guy, but I'm just saying, let's, you know, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, let's remember that. Okay, people, let's remember that. All right, what are we moving to for our next spot, Ryan? Uh, Bracketology. Hofstra right. um, just got fouled on three, down three. That sucks. Um, Bracketology. Uh, last week, if you keep in score at home, one seeds, Kansas, Houston, Bama, UCLA, four across the board. This week, nothing's changed. I'll get the same four. Um, Kansas lost. Kansas Bama lost. Bama lost, almost lost twice. Yeah, I think. Purdue does not deserve it, the way they've played lately. Kansas, Bama. Houston. I think Houston's a definite loss. UCLA. UCLA, and UCLA beat Arizona um, and Arizona State this week. Um, yeah, I think it probably stays the same. Purdue hasn't really done anything to earn their way back up to the one line, so I, I can agree with that. I really don't think so. Um, wanted, let's go through some seeds, I guess, here in the in the Big Ten. Um Start off with the Buckeyes definitely out. Um, sorry, guys, you suck. You're not going to yeah, make it. Unless you win the unless tournament. Unless you win the tournament somehow. And I just wanted to write Hofstra up, and they just made three yeah, free throws 19 and a half seconds to go. High game. Look at that. Michigan State. Um, I've had them consistently as a seven, or when, I had them as an eight on February 6th. Um, I've moved them to a six. 
I think that's where they're. They win one game. I think they're six seed. If they yeah. lose, I think seven's the worst case scenario for them. Yeah, I think they could. They could be. They could even get stuff goes five. Like five to a seven, but I'm going to land at a six also. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good spot. Um, Purdue two. Um, I'm guessing you're the same. Yeah, I think they're pretty locked in as a two. Illinois. Uh, we both had them as eights last week. I've got them as an eight again. Went one and one this week. Um, they're an eight. I wouldn't want to play either. So yeah, I mean, I think they could, be they could maybe get up as high as a seven. I think they could drop as low as a nine if they lost in, you know early. But right. I'll, I'll so say they play Penn State. So and Penn State's had their number. Yeah, they have, and Penn State needs you know they really could use more wins. So Wisconsin now, um, I had them first four out last week. I keep I'll keep them in first four out. I mean, they lost to Purdue, beat Minnesota hardly. You had his next four out last week. What do you think this week? I'll move them up to last four out. I mean, they lost a close one to Purdue, but they barely beat Minnesota. I mean, I think if they can beat Ohio State, which on paper records-wise doesn't look like much, but, you know, net-wise and whatever That'd be else, big for them. statistically they, it looks I, They okay. beat Iowa the last time they played them, so if they... Yeah, if they were able to get to the quarters and play Michigan State, um, you know, which would be a grinder matchup, you know, I think Wisconsin could still get in, but I'm going to say I'm going to say right now first four out. But I think that they're a couple wins away, and depending on what else happens around the bubble, they they still could get in. Yeah, I agree. Indiana both had them as fours last week. I have them as a four again this week. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. They're a solid team. They are. Um, Rutgers. Uh, you had them as last four in last week. Mm-hmm. I had them as a ten last week. I'd move them the last four. I'd say they're the last team in right as of now. Um, I if they lose their. Do you ask me at this time next week if they're in the tournament? I'm going to say no. All right. First I don't. Unfortunately, out. as much as I'm going to be. No, I think they're turning all... around my rooting interest. I rooted against them last week. I'm going to root for them like crazy against. Um, Against Michigan, I don't think they're going to be no, Michigan. No, I don't. Their offense sucks. They can't score in their so defense. So I'm going to say they're going to the NIT. It hasn't been as good. Uh, the Hawkeyes, I, you had them as an 8 last week. I had them as an 8 last week. I'd move them to a 7. I think that's where they end up. But I think I think if they beat Michigan State, if they end up getting there, they'll be a 7. If they lose um, in the first second round, they're going to be an 8. I think their ceiling's a 7. I think their floor's a 10. I'm going to put them as a nine. Yeah, because if they get hot from three, obviously they can score points. They score 14 points against Michigan State in the last like 40 like seconds, seconds of the game. Um, you know, they can shoot a little bit. They haven't played particularly well down the stretch, but I, I think they could be as good as a seven, as low as a ten, so I'll say they're a nine. Maryland, you had them as a six last week. I, I, I think I did. I mean, there's only so two. many sevens to go around, so what eight. do you do? Like, yeah, I got them as an eight. There's only so many eights to go around, too. They're not I, playing well. Yeah, I mean, they had a tough week this week. You know, boy, they're kind of in the same boat as Iowa. Like, they could be a 7 or they could be a 10, I think. I think they're going to fall. I think the Big Ten is going to own, like, the 7 to 10 seed line across across the board. I'm, yeah. I'll put them as an 8. Northwestern, you know, had them as a 9 last week. I've got them at a 7 last week. I have them as a 7 still. Um, I think that's... Right where they belong. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think honestly, I'm fortunate for them. Just as much as I think the NCAA is going to somehow find a way to squeeze Michigan in, I think they're going to find a way to screw Northwestern. I think somehow Northwestern ends up at an 11 seed. Really? Mm-hmm. Even though I think they deserve as high as a six. Yeah. 
you know, with who they beat. They beat Indiana twice. They beat Wisconsin twice. They beat Michigan State, the one head-to-head. Like, they beat Purdue once. I mean, they've beaten good teams. I just have this sneaky feeling that that committee is going to get a hard-on for Michigan in some way, shape, or form, and they're going to discount Northwestern. And then Northwestern is going to play with a chip on their shoulder and then pull a couple upsets in the tournament. Penn State, you had them as next four out last week. I had them as next four out as well. I've moved them in my last four in. Yeah, I'll go last four. One of the last teams into the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think they've played really well. I think the if stretch. they get Illinois, they're in. They had some good wins, sure. too, this year. So, yeah, I definitely could see that. Nebraska, happening. out, but I think they're an IT team. I do. They've they need to win one game, right? They need to beat uh, – they play Minnesota, right? So they need to beat Minnesota to get to guarantee above 500. And I think they could beat Maryland. They beat Maryland a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, they could do it again. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, good for Nebraska. I hope they do. Playbook's I hope they make a really a good job there. hope they make a run. Michigan, I had them as first four out last week. I've got them in the same spot, first four out again. I just have this feeling the NCAA is going to dick the rest of the people in the Big Ten who are going to be so pissed off that they got in. That's my gut feeling. But I personally think they're next four out. I don't yeah, think like I, I think they're the fifth or the sixth team in line right now. They just they have not done enough to impress me. They've really their best wins are Northwestern twice in us. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah, and and Michigan State when Michigan State was coming off of the tragedy um, that had happened that week. So you know, in a game that Michigan State easily could have won too, it got out of hand in the last minute. Yeah. All right, that's two. Uh, let's go to spot three. Then we'll do a quick. Uh, what do we want to talk about in the rest of spot two? Like, oh, I was going to go through my normal uh, update of top. Oh yeah, you top got your Ken Palm. Yeah, Ken Palm. So this week, a little bit of movement. Purdue dropped out of that top forty offense, top twenty-two defense, barely. They're twenty-three defense, so they're they're right on the cusp. San Diego State on the cusp. Um, as if the season ended now, your your champion would be from Houston, UCLA, Bama, UConn, Texas, Kansas, St. Mary's, and still my sleeper, Creighton. Yeah, they're they have guard play and they have good bigs. Mm-hmm. So so I can't so. wait to see the matchups because it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, that's it for two. We'll go to three, then do a quick uh, sponsor. Um, yeah, let's do spot three. Uh, Big Ten award season. Um, I think we're. If you went back and listen, I'm not. I don't listen to these because I hate my voice and I just really don't want to hear how nasally it is. It's a um, Michigan accent. I I don't listen, but I, if you went back and listened, you could probably hear me talk crap at the before the season about how how uh, Purdue wasn't going to be good, Northwestern wasn't going to be good, Maryland wasn't going to be good. I did. I remember I said that from the middle of the Big Ten was going to be a, a just a. It's very even. I remember I said that. I really. I I, I know I said Can't that. Can't get much more even than um, it ended up. It was, and I, I I don't remember who we said were going to be the the players of the year, first team all Big Ten, whatever. We're going to go through that when we do first team, second team, MVP, um, defensive player of the year, freshman year, coach of the year. Um, Let's start off with our first team. I think it's four no-brainers, then the fifth spot is kind of a little harder. Um, but mine's Edie, uh, has to be. Yep. Um, Trace, have to be. Yep. Uh, Pickett, unbelievable season. Yep. Uh, Chris Murray, yep. averaging over 20 points a game. And then I've got uh, Dark Horse, Tyson Walker, um, about 15, a little over 15 points a game. Um, shot maker, shot creator, defender. 
Um, he's Michigan State's most important player. Um, and he, if it weren't for him, Michigan State would probably be the worst, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So, um, Tyson Walker, first team All Big Ten. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I would say like father, like son, because that was how I had mine initially. But um, in the world of trying to be unbiased, no, not really. But because of the way he's played down the stretch, probably more so. Although Tyson Walker's been money down the stretch too. I let I I squeeze Buffkin in there. I think uh, yeah, he I just like he just outpaces Tyson. Um, I look. I think Tyson is a guy that if he comes back to Michigan State, Pre-season could be one. could be a he could have a Sean Respert like senior year. You know, I was talking to my buddies, especially Polo, who played with Sean Respert. Um, the difference is Sean Respert was about six four, and Tyson's maybe six one. But I'm telling you, Michigan State's had a lot of good shooters. Brent Forbes, Denzel Valentine was actually a really good shooter. Drew Neitzel was a good shooter. Chris Hill was a good shooter. Tyson Walker is Michigan State's best pure shooter. Fundamental form, splash the net, can do it in a in a bunch of different ways. Off since the bounce, Sean off the screens. And I driving. think that if he comes back to Michigan State next year and has a scorer's mentality with A.J. at the point and some of the other young guys that they have coming in and the guys they have coming back, I think Tyson Walker can be a player of the year type of candidate. I think he could be the leading <laughs> yeah, scorer in the Big be. Ten. He um, so, could be. so give Comptus as a chip. I'm I'm giving Buffkin a little bit of a nod over you, Tyson, but not by much. It's really a coin toss. More more because I was feeling like a little bit of goodwill because you're gonna see who's completely absent from my second team and would be absent from my toilet water team. <laughs> um, absent from mine. Now you're talking about that. That's my. my so that's your first team. You, yeah, so I'll go my, me except for Buck except for that. And my second team, I'll start. I had Tyson Walker, and then I had Jameer Young, mm-hmm. Terrence Shannon, Boo Booey, and Derek Walker. Derek Walker, that's a good one. That's a sneaky good one. I have five guards. I have Jameer Young, Boo Booey, um, Kobe Buffkin, Terrence Shannon, and Jalen Hood Shafino stepped up as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Was not a point guard supposed to yeah, be a Hood point Shifino guard? Yeah, Hood Shafino did it. I didn't necessarily think about it. It's another probably lottery pick. Um, yeah, he, he he's, dude can he's play the ball. reason when Indiana got some injuries, he's he turned his he's game up, and that's nice why Indiana player. ended up where they ended up. He's a really good player. He's mm-hmm. smart, good passer, can score, yeah, I can could defend buy that. a little bit. Six five, big guard. Um, you know, you, there's other guys. You know, Sensabaugh, Walker. I think could you know make that argument. Hell. Um, I think that what's his name, Big Boy from Wisconsin, had a really good season. Crowell, Crowell. Yeah. I think he had a great mm-hmm. season. Um, honorable, I guess, is our honorable mention. We can sprout off names. Um, Cam Spencer was good for a while, and he's kind of cooled off. Um, Barnhart came on late. Yeah, from Barnheiser. What the or Byron, Barnheiser? Yeah, I guess it is. Purdue. I don't think they really have Fletcher Lawyer. I guess maybe. Um, I mean. Joey Hauser, I mean Joey definitely AJ. deserves it. AJ, yeah, I mean down the stretch. You know? Julian Reese from Maryland's played well. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, Thornton from Ohio State's actually been really good. He'd probably be on my all freshman team if I if we had done that. Yeah, um, just uh, full of a lot of the good news is for the Big Ten, a lot of their young guys. Um, aside from, a, I mean, Sensabaugh could come back, but I don't know if he will, but in, in a jet, I think a lot of these guys in Huchifino, I guess, but a lot, there's a lot of good young players in the league that will probably stick around for a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. Um, MVP, I, I don't. You read it in your stats. 
Every single statistical category, he was better, and he beat him twice head to head. It's Trace Jackson it's Trace. Davis. I, I think he's more important to it. I mean, Edie is obviously very, very important, but Trace, he can score. Edie's also seven five. He should be able to score twenty Trace points. Trace can score. And get 10 he can game. rebound. He can pass. I mean, the he can dude cut down rock. the net without standing on a ladder. So you're going to tell me that's an advantage that if I'm a sports writer and I'm voting, I'm taking into well, into Edie's consideration. Win it, no matter what. And Trace Jackson Davis had a better season. He had a better season, not by much, but he had a better season statistically, and he did he more, more for his team. And he beat Edie and Purdue head to head twice. So I've got Trace Jackson Davis as yeah. my player of the year. Who's your defensive player of the year? I struggled with this a little bit. People keep I, okay, I think McConnell was a finalist for the national. I didn't think his defense was as good this year as uh, I, I went with a guy on his team, Moray. Yeah. He's because he's a such a good rim player. protector and a good rebounder. I have Audige. Um, yeah, Audige is a nice defensive really player. Really good defensive too. player. I actually picked an offensive player of the year too. I didn't remember that we were gonna do that, but I pick it. Dude was just a yeah, bucket. He was a bucket. He was a good. He could find guys. I mean, he found a guy in a great pass the other day against Maryland so for three. Um, good rebounder. Like he's a good all-around player. How about freshman of the year? Freshman of the year, Hochefino. I sense of all. Sense of all. I. I. But his team sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you want that to be the tiebreaker, I, I agree, Hochefino. But I'm going to go sense of all. I think sense of all just had a fantastic season from top to bottom, and then coach of the year. Collins. Got to be Collins. I mean, anybody who wants to say that Matt Painter, because Purdue won the league by three games and he was picked fifth, Northwestern was picked probably 10th to 14th. After they got absolutely bitch-slapped by Pitt in, like, the fifth game of the season. Yeah, they got wrecked. Polo even told me that everybody in Chicago was like, he's not going to make it through the season. And and they finished second place in the Big Ten. 20-plus wins. Second place in the Big Ten with... Patrick, you look at that team. That that team does not pass the eyeball test. That is the team coming off the AAU bus that you're like, yeah, I want to play those guys. And then they come out and they absolutely curb yeah, stop. they play hard. Because they play hard, they play together. They got guys that can score. They got freshmen and barn, whatever it is, Hart, Heiser, <laughs> Heiser, I don't remember his yeah. name. Ugly mother. Um, he's coming on of late. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um but it was it was a fun season for the Big Ten. They lost a lot of talent to the to the league, but um, you know, so that's that's a good way to yeah. Did lose a lot of talent. Um, all right, do you want to do a quick uh, yeah, a little quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that best fits your needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over thirty plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. And before we get to spot number four, we're going to just tell you right now, next week, it is East Region, West Region, Midwest Region, South Region, complete bracket breakdown. Yeah, we're not, so we're we're not, not talking about anything We're not going to do a podium. or uh, Maybe we'll do a podium. Podium is fine. We'll, we'll do a quick one. But we're doing it's but all it's, be it's all it's all bracketology. And, we'll, we'll, so. and, and and just a heads up, we'll we'll give out the information for a bracket competition. We'll maybe do like a five dollar a bracket kind of thing, and see how many people get involved. Yeah, but, um, we'll have a good prize for it. Minus a yeah. prize on top of the cash. Wow, it's big time. Throw it in there. All right, you lead this spot. This is your spot. This all right. Is, this is a fun one. Well, some people might be offended by it, but <laughs> Screw so what? Grow, grow a pair. Um, Ryan and I were having this conversation because we watch a lot of basketball in this house. 
And I pointed out during the Iowa-Nebraska game that we might have the two ugliest teams top to bottom going head-to-head. So that inspired a Canadian Mount Rushmore, as you know, as the ass end of the presidents, of the four ugliest players in Big Ten basketball. Well, we all know who the who our number one is. It's Brooks Barnheiser. Guy can play, but that he's an dude, underbite. He's he looks like he looks like a combo of Joe Dirt and I don't even know. He got like, an underbite to yeah. yeah. Looks like Elizabeth's dog Mo. I don't. He just got. He is a he, great baller, but he is one ugly mofo. Number two, oh boy for Nebraska. What's his one. name? Thirty-two, Hair Bear, the guy oh, that you can smell from Wilhelm, a mile away. Wilhelm Bradenbach. Bradenbach. This dude. He's got the you, Rex you, specs. He looks like he's out of the sixties. Yeah, he's got a ginormous beard. Not in the way that guys wear beards anymore. His hair looks oily. You can smell him through the TV. If the TV was scratch and sniff, it would smell like ass. That's what it would smell like. Ass and B.O. Like, he doesn't look like he ever bathes. I would not want to guard him because I guarantee you he stinks. Ryan played against a couple guys like that in the MIAA. Um, Sorry there, uh, German boy. Wilhelm. He's not even German. He's not. No. (laughs) The hell names are good. Wilhelm. All right, Mr. Wilhelm from Seinfeld. All right, so there, there's two so far. I think you oh. have to put Edie on there. The Easter Island <laughs> head himself. Dumb, Edie dumb, is pretty ugly. Gum, gum. Uh, but before that is old boy from Iowa who's got the biggest oh, Sanford, cross-eyed, yeah. bug-eyed He's, mofo. I don't know how he snipes like he does. He must just pick the middle room that he sees because look at that dude close up. A, his eyes are as, literally as big as saucers, and B, they are as crossed as if though he got kicked in the head by a mule. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. You you picked Edie as kind of your fourth. Um, what about Hawkins? Yeah, Hawkins for Illinois. He is he's a mouth breather. Slithery. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on there too. Maybe he's just straight up the ass of all four of them. Is Dickinson. He's got a dirty he hairy beard. shoulders. He's got a dirty beard. He's pimply, and he just is. He acts like an ass. So he gets to. If you act like an ass, you look like well, an ass. You are an he ass. He is an ass, and he and he also he always tries to flex, and he has no definition in his arms. They're just blocks of meat. It'd be like me running up and down the court. Yeah. So that's our fun Canadian. He runs up and down the court like a toddler. If one sure. of those is your son and you're offended, I'm sorry, but you know. That's, we're not saying Truth we're the best-looking people in the world. Oh, you speak for yourself. <laughs> Truth hurts. All right, moving on to fifth spot, which is our usual golf. golf. Great tournament last week at Bay Hill. Uh, did not disappoint. Like, all day Sunday, up and down the leaderboard. And really hey, good Hats off to Kitayama. Finally got off the snide. Almost buries a 46-footer to, like, win it by two. Clutch putt. Um you know, he had a triple on number nine and, like, fell off the board, and then he just kind of kept grinding, and guys couldn't make putts. Like, guys had chances. Spieth had chances. Spieth was hot with a putter early, and then he missed five putts coming in of pretty short distance that could have made the difference for a win. Rory couldn't make a putt coming in. He finished tied for second. Um, uh, you know, Harris English, actually, he played well down the stretch and finished tied for second, I think. Um, let's see who else was right up there. There was, it was a lot of big names. Rom got out of the gate hot and you're like, Oh boy, he's going to do it again. And then he kind of fell off a little bit. Um, let's see here. You had Cantlay who kind of rose up there. He finished tied for fourth. 
Uh, Terrell Hatton couldn't make a putt. He finished tied for fourth. Scotty Scheffler was right there. He couldn't make it. He actually shot a 73 on the final day um, to finish two out of the lead. But he had a chance. Um, you know, I had actually, I, I picked T2 and T10 and Bradley and Rory. Yeah, you had a good week. I picked Hatton well, but Sam Burns is not good anymore. So. I mean, Hovland shot a 75 and on the, on Sunday and ended up. You know, tied for ten. So they're, they're, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick was top twenty. Degala was top twenty. Homo was top twenty. You know, I mean, there was a great, great leaderboard, and we're going into arguably the best, the best non-major. Uh, this, 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 this reboot back to Arnold Palmer. Hard, hardest playing course aside from the majors. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, it did. I mean, what nine under won it or eight under, mm-hmm, whatever under, it was. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Kids Yam won $3.6 million. First PGA Tour win. That's as much money as Arnold Palmer made in his PGA Tour career. That's crazy. That's the, the red card again. Fun tournament to watch. And, and a him, course man. that you can play. It's a public course. A and Rand found there's times of the year it's only like 265 bucks, which is not, not even too bad. 215 is the cheapest. I, you know what I liked about it is number 16. I think it was a number 16. The par five that was on Sunday played five fifteen, a five fifteen yard par five. That's like what Ryan and I play on a regular basis, and these guys who can bomb it, but they had to be strategic because the winds, the the way the um, you know crispiness of the greens, there's water guarding it, you know, just like crazy stuff going on. That's what I want. I don't need to see seven hundred yard par fives. Like that's what that course isn't tricked up. No. It's you know, not. it's just it's just a good, straightforward, tough course. It's not hugely long compared to other courses, and it's a great course. It's like Sawgrass is similar. It's not, you know this weekend. It's not an overly tricked up course. Um, yeah, and we have an upset. UNC Wilmington number four seed beat Hofstra by six in overtime. Wow. You know, so fun one, and I think sets up this weekend is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Um, I'm looking forward. Hopefully the weather stays good. Last year, if you remember, the weather was insane. They had huge winds. It got like a huge temperature swing. It was super cold. Um, Camp Smith won it. He obviously won't be there because he's on the live tour now, which is a shame because I like Camp Smith. Um, He's toiling in anonymity, but he's making a lot of money, I guess, for nothing. So good for you. Um, I can't always remember week to week who I picked, but I know who I got this week if if I'm allowed to take them. Yeah, you can go for it. I got uh, G- Day and Thomas. Uh, no, you have not picked either of them. Jason Day has been kind of playing well the last couple weeks. He's played he well tied all for year. 10th. Justin Thomas, uh, I think he was around the top 10 or so last week. Last year well. you actually uh, picked Cam Smith to win that. And he I did, did yeah. TPC. I'm picking a guy that played well last this past weekend, and he played well last year at the Players. Hovland. Um, he's not. He's weird. He's either really good or he's really bad. His putting's been kind of shaky. Other guy played well for a little bit this weekend. I think he's overdue for a win. Cam Young. He can bomb mm-hmm. the ball. Um, I he I thought about him. He's a nice. He deserves player. a dub. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah, it should be a fun tournament. Yeah, That's I'm, like I'm another excited. course that we can play. It's like about eight hundred bucks, but we could play it. Um, seventeen. Seventeen. Hole. We got a replica in Lansing. We might have to just go play over. I and over played again. it. So, Pardon? yeah. So the question is, is if you could play, question golf question of the week, you could play one of these three courses but never the other two, and you, you already played one of them, so it doesn't, you have to consider you didn't play there. If you could play Harbortown, we're talking about public PGA courses, Harbortown, TPC Sawgrass, or Bay Hill, 
If you could play one and never play the other two, which of the three I'd would you probably play? I'd probably play TPC Sawgrass. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I'd be between that and Harbortown. TBC Sawgrass. But we also played Harbortown, so I kind of have a, an affinity for it. Cause it's a good, it's a really good I love Rosen Head, but. Yeah, I, I'll go with TPC Sawgrass. Somebody else has to pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not paying any bucks. No way. All right. You got anything else golf-wise? Not this week. Okay. Springtime. I heard this on a on a radio show last week. Um, I thought it was an interesting. It made me immediately put this in the notes. Because you know, in football, obviously, there's conference. Uh, there's rivalry trophies in college football. Should there be rivalry trophies in college basketball? Hmm. I'll I'll bite and I'll say. Yes, but you have to sweep. Like I don't want it to go back and forth. No, yeah, that's... like I don't want it to go back and forth when you know North Carolina wins the first one, and then Duke wins the second one, or Michigan State wins the first one, Michigan wins the second one, Indiana Purdue. Like Indiana would win the old oaken bucket of basketball. Yep. Um, this year, I think if you sweep, yes, and you keep it until you get swept, then I'd be okay with it. I like that. That's cool. Nat, who's your national coach of the year? Um, since we did. Oh, man. I haven't even thought about that. Uh, I mean, I think Houston was picked to do well, but, I, you know, Houston actually has some young guys. They have a couple of key freshman contributors. I'm going to go with Kelvin Sampson if he's not texting too much. I've got Jerome Tang, Kansas State. They were supposed to be the worst team in the in the uh, Big 12, and they're going to probably be a two or three seed. Yeah, true. It's a good pick. Great turnaround. They had, when he started, he had two scholarship players. On his roster. Wow. That's Pretty crazy. remarkable. Yeah. Who wins the Big Ten tournament? Great question because we did not talk about that. I, I can't remember a Big Ten tournament being more it's so wide, wide open. open. Um, you know, it's funny is when it's really wide open on paper or in theory, you say uh, it's you know going to be like a seven or an eight. It would not surprise me to see it go chalk, to be honest with you. I'm going to say, I think, boy, I, I think Purdue wins it. I, I just, I'm not really, I mean, I think Indiana's built to maybe get it, but they kind of fumble on themselves a little bit. It wouldn't surprise me if Michigan State won it. Um, I don't think, like, Iowa or Rutgers or Maryland or Michigan or Northwestern, I don't think any of them get it. I think it's going to come out of Purdue, Indiana, or Michigan State would be my guess, um, and I think it's probably going to be Purdue. I'm just saying Indiana. And it might make Purdue a number one seed. Yeah, you that's, never know. That, that's ripe to get picked off by a 16. Or an 8 <laughs> or 9. Right, uh-huh, yep. All right. March Madness in uh, like a, a social setting, like in a bar or a casino or something like that, or in the comfort of your own home? You know, that's a good question, because if I'm watching Michigan State, I prefer to watch it in front of my own TV, whether it's at a, you know, like I'll be in Orlando um, during the first weekend of the tournament. You know, in that case, unless they're in Orlando and I can watch them in person, I would say probably at home because then I can kind of scream and yell and act a fool and I can hear what's going on. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it, I have no, I would love to watch it in Vegas. In fact, we tried yeah, to make our fun. we tried to make our golf trip to do that, but it was going to be too crazy expensive. Um, 
we'll probably be watching most of the games, me, Dauber, and Chris uh, in our condo uh, between rounds of golf down that weekend. But, yeah, I think probably if it's Michigan State at home, but if it's everybody else, public setting up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it'd be fun to celebrate go, the upsets. To go the, to, like, a, to a sports book in Vegas and just sit at the bar, have some food, have a bunch of TVs. Better enough to get just booze yeah, piled be, on you. Yeah, fun. Yeah. That's uh, that's 114 of these bad boys. That four spots already in the sprint. That's five. Yeah, what was? I don't know. Sprint. I'm used to a pop cult, pop culture. And I didn't have question. one. I didn't have a good one. I was thinking, trying to think of one. But we need to have a curb your enthusiasm one. Good lord! Great show to watch, by the way. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Uh, that's 114 of these bad boys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Let us know if you have any March Madness questions you want us to try to cover next week. Um, I'm not saying that we're any bracket um, masters. I don't know. Ryan's I, been I, doing I, his bracket. We, we, you know, one of I our spots we should compare your final bracket to what actually happened and see how accurate you were. I'm gonna have to do that on Sunday when I get back um, from the BTT. Yeah, Ryan will be in the, in Chicago for the Big Ten tournament. Looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy this week, championship week. Watch basketball every single day. Um, it's almost here, folks. March we got Madness. good golf. We got good golf this weekend too. Don't forget about that if you're a fan. Players is second and none. Best field. Uh, it's gonna be fun. But we appreciate you guys listening. Um, couldn't do this without you. Meantime, as Marwan Washer once said, this madness has reached us, and we have to deal with it.